I'm Tony Tardio. Hello and welcome to Darren Hinch's That's Life podcast, a podcast where we talk about the big stories of the past, the big stories of today, through the prism of Hinch's six decades in the media. Darren Hinch, welcome to That's Life. Yeah, and welcome to freedom. Here we are. We're, we're out. Free as a bird. Well, <laughs> I, I remember the line from Martin Luther King's speech uh, in 1963, the I, am a, uh, I Have a Dream speech, where, where he says in the, in, the free words, again, free again. in the words of that great Negro spiritual. By the way, is it okay to say Negro now, or, or, or is that... Well, well, depends on the context. Supposedly not. Uh, there's a Australia now. Sorry, Darren, yeah. we had a bit of a hiccup there. Oh. We're, we're supposedly not, but... Supposedly not, but we're going to the other extreme now. Um, it, it depends on the context and how you use it. I mean, if, if you're talking about a, a Negro spiritual, yes, you'd say free again, free again, thank the Lord I'm free again. I, I notice in Australia now, um, it's now by... Indigenous, uh, I would say, um, uh, fanatics to a degree. The word black is spelt B-L-A-K, not B-L-A-C-K. Now, why? I mean, I don't mind what you want to call yourself, whether you're black, white, whatever, but but why would you change the spelling? It's like, I know I'm going to sound very old-fashioned now, because I get confused. People who now have changed their gender and want to be called they rather than him, her. Or mm. it, you know, so, so and, and, and they said, no, yeah, well, it's only one person here. You can't say they said. No, it's awkward being... to use. Yeah. And I it, mean, you want to do the right thing, but... True. Um, hey, I, I was one of the great proponents of same-sex marriage, and I, 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 I remember writing an article for the Australian magazine, a newspaper once, when I changed my mind against marriage being for men and women. And I remember I wrote the article from memory. I said something like, I, and, and Jackie Weaver, Mike's, Mike's wife, Jackie Weaver and, and Chanel, um, we'd be in arguing, arguing about the rights and wrongs of same-sex marriage. And I suddenly realised, and I printed this, when you realise your argument has no basis, you better change your argument. Because I suddenly realised... How stupid I was sounding, arguing in favour of men and women only. Well, I, I, I just want to. We're going to talk about something else, but I wouldn't mind focusing on this if yeah. we, if if we can. What was it like for you in the sixties and the seventies, re uh, homosexuality? Growing up in New Zealand, uh, I mean, you know, did you know anybody who was? Well, for, for many years, you didn't. Um, and, and you'd use the word when you at school. You'd use the word like poofter and stuff without even knowing what it really meant. Uh, looking back now, I realise that um, one of my family's closest friends, his name was Noel Buller, I still remember it, um, he was a confirmed bachelor. That's what they were called back then, right? Uh, all gay guys were known as confirmed bachelors. And uh, nobody had come out of the closet. But I recall once, I must have been 12 or 13, and Noel came to visit our, our family. He used to come around a lot. And he was going out for the night, and, he, and I'm a kid, and he's wearing, for my, for my opinion back in those days, a fairly outlandish blazer. I can't remember what colour, but for a man. 
And I, no, I, I said something like, not even thinking, not knowing. I said something like, gee, that's a very girly-looking blazer. And he chased me down the, the, the alley with absolute anger in his face. And I, I couldn't understand why, because you, you didn't know about such stuff, you know. Um, when, and, when, and do you, the, when do you reckon you changed your mind? Pinpoint oh, the year, if you oh, can. Pr- pr- probably not until, not until 2012, 13. Right, so that recent, only yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by, but I changed my mind by the time I got to Canberra as a senator, and I campaigned very hard for the uh, for same sex marriage. And I was honoured when the, when the vote came through to be standing next to Penny Wong um, in in a, in a Senate room watching television, and I did the sums faster than her because she suddenly they suddenly said. In vote in favour, like seven million, and, and I knew there are only twelve million voters, right? So the seven million meant yes had won. So before Penny had actually realised what it was all about, I, I just grabbed her and hugged her. And on the, on, I've, I've seen, I've seen footage of it since, but spontaneously, I grabbed a uh, a rainbow flag which was lying on the table and draped it around her neck. Uh it was a hell of a moment for, for, well, for gay people. Quite a, an historic, absolutely, totally oh. historic moment. I mean, well, if keep he, in mind who, people who voted against it and, and, and who abstained. I mean, Tony Abbott, two prime ministers, Tony Abbott and Scott Morrison, either abstained or voted against it. Uh, and weirdly, Tony Abbott's sister is uh, yeah, being being gay. gay. Yeah. The other thing too is uh, Julia Gillard, the prime minister. <laughs> Uh, who, who uh, you you would have thought being of the left and uh, being you know liberal policies and all that sort of stuff she couldn't quite bring herself to no. support gay the two biggest disappointments on that issue for me and it sounds like somebody who only came to the cause years later would you were, were her Gillard and Penny Wong took me a while to forgive Penny because supporting the government line the Julia Gillard line that marriages for a man and a woman only. And that's what the government said, the Labor government said at the time. Penny Wong went on Q&A and supported the male-female thing when she was in a gay relationship herself. Mm-hmm. And it took me several years to to forgive her for being so politically pragmatic, you know, and, and disciplined. When If she'd come out then, she could have changed, termed the government perhaps, you know. Um, but when I was thinking, both Morrison and Abbott, two... Prime Ministers were against it. But I know where they came from because I, I was in that way too. It was just like sort of a blinkered attitude of, oh, well, yeah, that's the way it is. You know? Well, also, you know, it's publicly known, your uh, producer, Paul Barber, who uh, hmm. famously came out on 3AW. He was and it being, hurt his career too. Yeah, he was being interviewed and uh, he, he said he was uh, gay. And people would then ring him up and uh, have a go at him about it. Mm. And uh, within a year or so, uh, his ratings had fallen. There were a number of other issues, I think, but one of the Dear Paul was quite rabid about some things, but uh, the main reason was that he came out as gay back when you just didn't do it, you know. We had cases of people getting married to prove they weren't gay. You know. Did you ever have a conversation with him about uh, this uh, a, a, a very a very weird one. Um, 
He'd been working for me as my producer for some years. And one night he called me up about 7.30 because Willis's program had just been on air. And, uh, and uh, Willis, he had said something which was anti-gay anti in some way. It was, it was some joke about tampons. I can't remember the details now. It was some joke about tampons or something. But Willis, he made some sort of anti-homosexual comment. And Paul called me up in high dudgeon and said, did you watch Willis here? I said, yes, and how about what he just said? Isn't that disgusting? I said, yeah, but, but, but weird. He said, well, you know I'm gay. <laughs> and I didn't know. <laughs> right. How did you react to that? He suddenly shouted out and said, well, I'm, you know, I'm gay. And I said, well, that's fine. But I, no, I didn't know. And, and I didn't. And he'd, you know, I, I had a friend in New York. Uh, who was gay, a journo, um, worked for me on City Morning Herald with me in the Fairfax Bureau. His name was Don Riseborough. And we all in the office, this is back in the 60s, we all knew he was gay. I mean, he was, he had the, that, that he was very limp, limp-wristed, to use the old-fashioned expression, you know. But I'd say to him, what did you do over the weekend, Don? Oh, I spent it with friends in the New Hampshire, or in the New, you know, out in Long Island or something. You know, He would never, because then you couldn't. And he would never say, yeah, I was with a boyfriend out in, in Long Island. He'd say, yeah, I spent it with friends. They were, they were friends of no gender at all. They were just always just friends. I had dinner last night with friends. And uh, it's sad, really, to go through your life. And during the AIDS epidemic, especially back in the 80s, so much problems. Well, you had men who got married to hide the fact that they were gay. They would go and walk the dog at night. And, and drop into the local public toilet for a bit of misadventure. Now, what do they do then? They can't go home to their wife and say, I think I should start wearing a condom. And there were cases, tragic cases, where women were infected with HIV because their husbands couldn't couldn't tell them the truth mm. or wouldn't. Yes, it's... Um, I mean, nowadays, uh, we're, we're still not where, I guess, the no, world we're get, we're, we're getting there. Look... Um, Recently, we had Fran Kelly resign from the ABC. Not resign, resign from a breakfast program. She did done it for 17 years. Right? Extraordinary performance, getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. But on the day she announced she was quitting, her girlfriend, her female partner, went into the ABC studio with her to be with her. And in interviews since, she's talked about her partner and being female and... I thought it was, I just, when it happened, I thought, God, a few years ago, you'd never do that. You'd never risk that. You'd never be that public. Do you think Australia is ready for a gay prime minister? Um, I think so. I mean, you've got, you've got gay senators in the US. I mean, I thought we weren't ready for a female prime minister. When we got one, my attitude always was we got the wrong one, but... Uh, uh, I, th I think it's, it means less now than any than ever before. I hope so. Because there's that guy Buttigieg, Buttigieg, I That's think. Him, yeah, yeah. And, and he and his partner have just, um, I think, somehow either adopted uh, twins. Yes. Which is, which is And, and I, I, he was vying to be president of these. He's a young guy. Yeah, he, he, he might he, have been a yes, governor he ran for state. he ran for president. He did, yeah. 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 But look, you think, mate, 10 years ago you never dreamed that we had a... We have a black prime minister. No, well, that's right. 
That's right. The black president, I should say. I think an Aboriginal Prime Minister is a long way away, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Darren, I want to talk about COVID uh, and and what Christmas is going to look like uh, with COVID and what what the world's going to be like. Uh, You know, everything's opening. It all opened up pretty quickly, didn't it? I mean, you know, all of a sudden now we we can have international travel. People don't have to quarantine. Um, And this all happened in, in a matter of weeks. Since the new New South Wales Premier, really, I think he's just pushed it along. Yes, Without him, yeah. I don't think Victoria would have been quite so quick in doing what they did. They were well, Victoria's well, been pushed this, into it. Well, you've got this carbon paper copy up there, you know, saying, well, why can't we be doing this? Why can't we do that, you know? Um, the fact that when we went into lockdown number six, I think we had about 20,000 people fully vaccinated in Victoria. Now it's 70,000, 80,000. I mean, that's how good it's become. How good. I mean, you suddenly... Well, when, when well sorry, I, got, I just want to... You said 1,000, you mean percent. A uh, 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 percent, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. We had 20% and now we've got 70, 80%. Yeah. Um, uh, the anti-vaxxers are down to about 10% of people. Uh, although I know when I... Ever I go on Facebook and make any illusion of any sort, and I banned any COVID comment on my Facebook page because the anti-vaxxers would come after me like crazy and I hated spending an hour a night just deleting them, and, and I do. I delete pro and anti-comments, all comments about... It's at my, my my personal Facebook page is about plants and Goya walks and, uh, and vegetables and... Fluffy stuff. ...some leeks and celery. Uh, and so I won't have anything on my page about other, otherwise, and so I have to go on and... Somebody said, oh, isn't that automatically deleted? I said, no, you've got to go and do it one one at a time. Uh, look, it's going to be different. Uh, many of us, we've talked the other other day about people just changing their minds about going out and doing stuff. I am I have no interest, if I had relatives overseas, it would be different. I have no interest in travelling in, in, internationally at the moment. I really don't. I mean, maybe in a year or two I'll go back to Hawaii or New York, but right now I don't want to. Um, I, am, I want to go to... Um, I want to go to New South Wales. I haven't seen friends up there since February. But uh, otherwise, I'm not. And that's, that's hitting people. Christmas will be different because you're going to have families, um, even though the anti-vaxxers are a minimum, if, 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 I, mean, I would not have Christmas at a table with somebody who's not vac- vaccinated. I'll say, no, thank you. Uh, well, so uh, so what you do is you, you would ask and say, look, I'm coming to Christmas or you're, you, you're being invited to a Christmas function and would you actually say, uh, 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 is, I want to make vaccinated? sure... Yeah, yeah I, I would. And they say, well, my sister's not. I say, well, thanks for the invitation, but I'm not coming. Right. That, and that, I think I know of a family which has already been split by this uh, in Melbourne and it's going to be more and more because... The, the ones who spent all these bloody weeks in, 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 in forced hibernation So well, why did I have to do all this when anti uh, unvaccinated people are wandering the streets? And it will hurt us. And you have to face the fact, if you want to go to London or New York, you, you'll, have, you'll have to have proof of vaccination. I mean, I've got a piece of paper I carry in my pocket. I'll have to get on my phone eventually. I've got a piece of paper which says I've been vaccinated twice and I'm on the waiting list uh, for a booster shot. And, and it, it will hurt people and uh, it, it'll break families and create arguments. Uh, but when I think back, 
years ago, Joe, we've talked this before, Tony, years ago, if you fly into a country where they said you had to be vaccinated for cholera or smallpox, you'd do it before you bought your ticket. Didn't cross your mind not to. You'd take anti-malaria pills, you'd do all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh... I think social media is, is, is pushed along this, you know, people reading stuff on the internet uh, that's, the, oh, yeah. you know, uh, and they're getting bad information. I mean, I, I know people who uh, the, the, the husband wants to be vaccinated, uh, the wife uh, is, is not wanting him to be vaccinated, um, her, her family is anti-vaxxing. It, it's, it's just a, a difficult situation for but a lot of people. Isn't it weird, though? I bet the same families who are arguing this because of social media, many of them probably would have wandered off to your, to your regular um, March-April anti-flu vac- you know, vac- vaccine. You have your anti-flu shot. I never asked my doctor were there any it? alternatives or what was in it. Yeah. I just had it. Because you trusted that the actual, by the time it got to you, this this medical treatment was safe. What do you think will happen, Darren, with uh, uh, all the ramifications of what's happened? I read a great article by Gideon Haig oh, yeah. uh, in The Australian yesterday. Gideon Haig, who's a great cricket writer. Yes, yeah, he's a great writer too. A bit complicated mm. for me. I like to have simple writing where I don't have to think too much and the, the, the whole thing is written well, in a well, very you'd, simple you'd, way. Yes, well, you'd, lo- you'd love my book because uh, an acquaintance came to me the other day, bought the book and said, you know, Darren, I'm loving your book, Coping, because it sounds like you're talking to me. Yes. And that's a huge compliment to a writer that it sounds like what I'm saying to you now is what will be in the pages of my book if you have to read it written down. What I find about the way some people write, it's like they're trying to be too clever and too smart and they lose people along the way. I think simple, clear, beautiful writing, but it still can be beautiful, but, Mate, but simple thing, and clear. What you're trying to say is put, put the Roger's thesaurus away. <laughs> you don't have to prove to people you know big words, right? That's the one thing about Hemingway. He wrote in a beautiful, flowing, stream of consciousness sign, you know, way, and I thought it was beautiful. Well, anyway, Gideon Haig wrote this article where where, where he said, uh, he was referring to Dan Andrews saying he was bloody proud of Victoria, you know, the statement he made recently when when Mm -hmm. Victoria opened up. And uh, he he said uh, that, uh, you know, he's, he's... feeling was that there was nothing to be proud of. People did what they were told to do because if they didn't do it, they'd be fined. And uh, the uh, the end of the sentence was, and uh, there's seething anger. Uh, I haven't quoted it uh, correctly. Um, well, that surprises me because um, I did it because I thought it was the right thing to do. Well, he was we talking. We for a long time. Um, I even gave up Goya walking for a few days because I thought I'm very vulnerable. I'm still haven't had my third shot yet. Um, but I so um, even now you think you're vulnerable because well, yeah, because I, I, I have no immune system. Yeah, but you had two vaccines. Two shots, shots and, and, it, and it's, now I need. They say I need a I need a booster. So your doctor shot. is saying to you now that you are at this moment vulnerable. Is is that yes? What well, you, I, I, I'm on the hype on the list to have the third shot. Yeah. I wonder if there's some way of, you know, taking a blood test to see whether your antibodies are at a level which uh, they require, or, or, or that's not not possible. So when are you I having your third shot? 
well, I'm on waiting list. He hasn't got them yet. So, soon. but it, it's actually it's it's a bit of a misnomer. It's not a booster. It's a third shot. I mean, it's a. It's a, a I'll be having. A, I've had uh, AstraZeneca first two. The third one will be a Pfizer. Pfizer apparently. Right, and that'll be before Christmas. Oh hell yeah! Because I'm I'm because I had a transplant. I've been in communication with people who have had transplants have already had the third shot. But I'm I'm on the waiting list as we speak. Right. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's interesting. I know they're doing third shots all over. Uh, well, Israel was the first country yes, right. to start uh, uh, doing that. I watched the figures very carefully, and while the numbers are going up. Uh, the number of people dying is, uh, you know, just it's still there. But uh, I wonder whether those people are the people who haven't been vaxxed. How about buddy Ted Cruz, that crazy American Republican who from Texas, who was lecturing in Australia about freedom and this and that and how he loves Australia and we shouldn't be buckled down by these fascist governments. You know, as somebody pointed out, hang on. 70,000 people in Texas have died from this pandemic. What, 1,000 or 2,000 have died in Australia? So go lecture somebody else, Ted. <laughs> well, I think a lot of stuff's on social media about, uh, you know, they're, they're showing scenes of police on horseback uh, tackling protesters. Uh, I know yeah. there was something from Italy about that, where, uh, uh, and, they're, and they're portraying that as being the government cracking down on, 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 on Australians who want to be free, but uh, they're not being allowed to, to be free. People should go back and read history. I mean, I think, you know, when I was a kid, we had the, pol the real genuine polio scare, and we all had polio uh, vaccinations. I think it was in 1933 or 1934, they passed a law in Australia that everybody had to be vaccinated against smallpox. And, and you didn't have people restrictions on your, on your personal freedoms. I mean, it was a, it was a medical decision. Mm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so uh, what do you think will happen uh, uh, politically, uh, Darren? Well, okay. There's a lot of anger towards Scott Morrison yeah, for... That will, okay, yes, there is, but I think that will fade, okay? Um, I, I'm p p People are betting on a December election, and I'm betting against it. That early. I'm betting against it. It's going to be... Okay, Hinch says the election will be held on March the 5th, Okay. <laughs> Well, that's a famous day. That's when Bob Hawke won in 1983, is, March the 5th. Is that right? Yes. Well, good, good trivial call, call. I think he'll call it. Uh, my second belief is that he will sneakily get re-elected. Um, depends, of course, the COVID argument is going to go on for a while. Not, sorry, the, 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 well, you don't the, think the, there's the, enough the, anger out there towards Scott Morrison because there was the delay in uh, getting no, not anymore. Forget, uh, by the time we get to an election, it'll have been a year, 18 months, and suddenly you're finding, okay, there was a delay, but we had, we've got 80% of people vaccinated, double vaccinated. And we, 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 I must say, when they, when they started doing it properly, you know, when they really kicked hmm. in, uh, they they really did a good job, didn't they? I mean, uh, people got vaccinated in record time. And we, 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 uh, yeah, and that's what that the election's always about hip pocket and money, you know, and how much tax you're paying and how hard are you doing it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but in the past, I've been talking about this before. 
COVID does affect elections. It's, it's, it's caused incumbent governments to be re-elected. It's got Tasmania, uh, WA, Queensland, Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand. Governments who have been trying to handle COVID have got re-elected. Uh, it's the old thing that don't change horses midstream. And I think that will play. I think the, the, the bugger-ups in the early days of the vaccine will be forgotten by most people. And they'll say, how are we going now? We've had less cases. Fewer people are dying. In, in New South Wales, you can see they've gone from 2,000 down to two, 300 uh, people. Uh, and I think that will work in, in, in ScoMo's favour. Craig Kelly and Clive Palmer. No, now Clive Palmer's got a lot of money. He's yeah. spending it uh, on on you know trying to sway people's. Every now and then I get a, an SMS from from this party, whatever the party's name is. Um, uh, how how much of an impact do you think they'll have? Well, he's um, on COVID in recent weeks. Uh, was since Craig Kelly took over as the leader of the the AUP, um, they spent one point two million dollars. Now that's a hell of a lot of money, but Palmer spent that sort of money in the past and didn't get one person elected in the last election. Uh, I think he's famous last words. I think he's irrelevant. He will try to um, affect things, and but even if people voted for pa for Palmer, they'd vote second choice for the Liberals or the Nationals, I would imagine. Yeah, you, you would think that they'd be on the Conservative side, so yeah. the Conservatives would eventually get that vote. I, I mean, first of all, watching what Pauline Hanson does, because she's come out as an anti-vaxxer, which I think is crazy, you know? I mean, look at the figures. If 80% or 90% of people are vaccinated, it means only... 10, 15% of people are anti-vaxxers. So well, there's a lot of people, I think, who have been vaccinated who would not have been vaccinated, but they they understand that they have to to live in society because uh, otherwise you can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to an event, you can't go to a concert, you can't travel anywhere. You, you, so I wonder whether so, there's a large uh, slice there that are angry that they've had to be vaccinated. That they had to be vaccinated. That's a theory that I hadn't really explored. But, mm. The other thing I wanted to catch up with you, Darren, you said a couple of podcasts ago that the government was joining with the opposition in trying to, uh, you know, uh, make... Just destroy uh, small, small parties. Small parties, are so, you know, pushing them aside. Well, well, What's they've, happened they've there? Got it, they've got it through, they got it through, and now you have to prove federally that you have 1,500 members of your party before you can be registered as a party. Uh, they're also trying to force name changes on things like the Liberal Democrats should not be allowed to be called Liberals because they're Liberal Democrats and that uh, that um, make makes and think they must be Liberal. Uh, it, it is it is a ploy by the major parties to try and destroy small parties and most of us have no money, uh, very little money uh, to to spend on elections, you know. When I got elected to the Senate, I t took a mortgage on my apartment to, do, to get there. Um, and, and they may be successful in this, but you need small parties. Uh, independents uh, are campaigning, will be campaigning hard in the next federal election. Um, in, in places like Warringah and even uh, even Frydenberg's seat, I suspect. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we are, especially in the Senate, you need a crossbench to try and keep them in check, but they are the major parties think we're a nuisance, which is what you you're there to be. You're there to put a thorn in their bed, you know. 
Where does that leave your party? Um, have you got well, to the fifteen hundred? Well, leave me. Uh, well, we've um, we've got we've still got two members of the state party, uh, state parliament, um, and that's in uh, they come out for re-election in November next year. In March, I said March five next year, which I think, as I said, is a Saturday. I think I'll, I'll be running for re-election. Uh, very hard, not for re-election, for election. I should be pedantic. Um, It'll be very hard. Uh, the major parties make it very tough for small parties. I mean, I got elected for six years and Labor and Liberals got together and reduced it legally to three. Uh, I got elected for six. I was number six on the ticket and I got elected for six, but they got Which means and... you'd still be in the parliament now. Yes, I would. Yeah, you'd be yeah. in the final year or so of your I term. Would, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they did a swifty, and I, I've mentioned this before. which shows how part politics works. Um, Richard Dilatali, the boss of the Greens, voted with me and voted against my term being reduced. It became a Senate motion, right? Which the government and Labor stitched up. But Dilatali voted with me uh, to vote against it to give him my six years. But what I knew was that a minute before the vote, I heard him say to Matthias Cormann, who's the leader of the House for the government, have you got enough votes? Am I okay? So yeah, he's he being would vote with me and look like, it looked like yeah. he was being very magnanimous when in fact he knew that Labor and Liberal had, had, had voted me out. What they did was they, they did a deal in uh, Victoria to put a Liberal into my seat uh, rather than me and they did a deal in New South Wales to put a Labor person in, in replacing Lee Rhiannon, a Green. So they, that's the way it worked. And we, we looked at it, and I, I said, there's no point in going to court over it. It's, because when you have a double dissolution, it's a Senate decision on who, who gets a term, who gets six, who gets three. It's not a, a, not a constitutional issue. So I got screwed, mm. but legally. Yeah, well, a lot of people get screwed legally. <laughs> Let me tell you. Doesn't matter whether it's legally, he's still being screwed. That's right. That is right. Uh, well, that's uh, politics. Um, it's fascinating. Anyway, we're but... going to give it another run, and uh, I'll try hard. Uh, I was the oldest person elected to the Senate the last time, so I'll certainly be the oldest person if elected to the Senate this time. Um, you got any interest in having sort of rallies like what Donald Trump? Uh, had you know would, would that be something you think uh... no, not 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 really i mean i've been to rallies i mean we i went to one at mooney ponds uh a few years ago in bill shorten's electorate because uh over, over aged care etc etc no i'm more on just get, getting the word out there what our issues are they're still the same you know still justice issues and uh the fact that too many one of our slogans for this next here is a scoop will be sack weak judges. Uh, too many times, in this, especially in Victoria and sometimes in South Australia, I think magistrates and judges spend too much time concerned with the, with the, uh, the welfare of, of, the, of the crim rather than the welfare of the victim. Mm. Well, um, what, what do you did the victim impact statements come in? Because that's a recent development in yes, it is, and, and it's system. good. And, and, and now also, can you imagine that up until that point, the victim had no say no, whatsoever? Well, often, often the DPP would would um, do this terrible thing called plea bargaining, which they brought in from America, and so a murder charge can come down to manslaughter, or something charge can come down to this, you know. I did a story on Facebook just recently about 
a former doctor in Hawthorne, 50 women. Uh, yes, he's laid had his charges. Official statements against him for sexual abuse, including the rape of a teenage girl. Kiriakou was his name. Yeah, and, 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 and the DPP dropped all charges. Well, they claim that he's not fit to stand trial. Okay, well, like, oh, so if I get cancer, I can rob a bank and don't get charged? Mm. That, 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 that thing saying he's not fit to stand trial. Let, 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 put it up there and let the judge decide, you know? Uh, that was, I mean, there's 50 women. I, I, remember, I remember reading comments of the, the first woman who laid a complaint against him. First of all, she withdrew it because she didn't want to go through all the trauma. Then she had the guts during Me Too to come forward again and lay charges. And now all of those statements by all of those women are being dismissed because the man... I mean, how about their mental health? How about their physical state? That's not being taken into consideration at all. Mr Hinch, we've uh, run Done out of again. time. We could go on and on and on as we uh, we, we could, but um, we'll have to do it. Uh, and, and very soon time. we'll go back. To, I, I love doing the one about you know famous Australians and personal opinions, so we'll do a couple of those down the track. Well, huh? we've got a long list of names <laughs> that uh, we, we can talk <laughs> oh, about. Oh, oh, let me tell you a funny one. From my Facebook page recently, a guy said, Hey, Hinchy, when are you going to start to do a podcast? <laughs> And I wrote back and I said, hello, we've already done 60. <laughs> yes, that's, well, it's, um, it's uh, amazing that we've done a 60 and it's mm. amazing where people are listening to us uh, from. Mm. You can go on the map of the world and it'll show a little red dot where someone's been listening to the podcast. Uh, there's a guy listening to us from central Italy, Bologna, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, and then another guy a bit further north. I don't know if it's one or how many. It doesn't tell you how many. And there's a, a, a little red dot in the middle of Australia, south of Alice Springs. Must be. Um, it, it's in the north of, uh, of South Australia. Uh, I can't pick the town there, but who knows? It might be a, a homestead or something. But if you if you're listening to us there now. Uh, we're referring to Hello. you. Let us know. <laughs> Send Darren an email and tell us who you are and exactly where, where you are. are. Well, well, this, this, all the stuff we discuss, you know, politics and crime and da 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 da. I got. I saw on Twitter the other night. Some guy said, "I've just tried out the human headlines roast potato recipe, <laughs> which I heard on his podcast, <laughs> and it's terrific." <laughs> I don't remember talking about roast potatoes. Well, actually, I, I, I did it myself. You said boil the potatoes, which yeah. I did. I think I boiled them a little bit too much, but it was still okay. They were a bit soft. And then well, I you put boiled them about the, eight minutes till I just just that's still yeah, no, I boiled them a bit longer than that. Okay. And then I uh, I put some butter on them and put them in the oven. And and because you boiled them, they sort of uh, cut up a little bit. Like yeah, um, the other trick is when you boil them, you shake the empty saucepan to bruise them. Because that makes more more corners on your on your on your crispy potatoes. Yeah. So and, it, it, uh, when it's empty, just shake the pan around a bit. Right. Well, you know, what we'll do Darren. We'll get some more hinge recipes <laughs> in the future. Darren, thanks very <laughs> much again. Ciao.